We meet today in Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1 to verse 35. The book of Proverbs is an important section of the Word of God. Here we find the wisdom of God distilled into small sentences. We see that they fit individuals who are mentioned in the Bible. Also, they fit people whom we know, and they fit you and me. Scripture teaches that both parents share responsibility for raising their children and teaching them about the Lord. But there is no question that many of the earliest and most fundamental perceptions and feelings that a child develops about God are largely established by the mother. If she is wise, she will build her house and raise her children on godly premises. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Proverbs 14 verse 1 The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. You see, the woman has a unique role in building the home. Through the wisdom God makes available to her, the wise woman is characterized by prudent and industrious management, whereas the foolish woman is characterized by idleness and wastefulness, causing her home to suffer accordingly. Every wise woman builds her house. This is not talking about the physical building of a home. This is not brick and mortar story here. Actually, it will be cruel to just see a woman there on the building yard carrying bricks with the uh, trowel and the shovel. That is unfit. I think what this is talking about, it's talking about the management of the home, the husband wife relationship, the mother-child relationship, and even the spiritual character of such a person who occupies the place of a woman. I think Sarah is an example of a wife who builds her house. She was the wife of a patriarch, and she built up the house of Israel. I think we can say that Jacobed, the mother of Moses, built her house. Although she was a slave in a foreign land, she served her son, she hid him, she watched over him, and finally became his nurse in the service of Pharaoh's daughter. She is one who taught him about the Lord and the promise of the Lord to Israel. She was a wonderful mother, and she built her house. But the foolish pulls it down with her hands. You see, several women in the Bible did that because of their wickedness. The house they built was destroyed. Let me point out one passage in particular. Second Chronicles 22 verse 2 and verse 3. Ahaziah was 42 years old when he became king and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Atalia, the granddaughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab for his mother advised him to do wickedly. You see, Atalia was one who pulled down her house with her own hands. The counsel 
of Ahazia's mother really brought down the house of Ahab. This is indeed a true proverb. You can take these into the laboratory of life and see them work out even today. Actually, I know of several examples of women whose personal sins have destroyed their homes. Equally, there are some men who do so, but it is even more worse when women destroy their own homes, opting for becoming street women. He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. Proverbs 14 verse 2 Now this tells us that our walk will reveal our relationship with God. We are told by the Apostle John, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. 1 John 2 verse 6 Our walk should be in obedience to the Father just as the walk of the Lord Jesus was. You remember that Samuel laid this matter before King Saul. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fate of realms. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 Obedience to the Lord is the important thing. Without that, your religion is phony and false. In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Proverbs 14 verse 3 And this again reminds me of David and Goliath, especially from 1 Samuel 17 verse 41 to verse 49. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride. This is a picture of Goliath. He did a lot of boasting as the champion of the Philistines. When David volunteered to fight him, Goliath reacted this way. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. You would almost hear him bragging, going along, Who will come and fight me? Who dares to come? And this man is boastful. In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride. But the lips of the wise will preserve them. Now notice David's answer. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. You see, they preserve the lips of the wise preserve them. He trusts in the Lord. Where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of an ox. Proverbs 14 verse 4 Where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of an ox. This is a very interesting proverb. In several portions of scripture, the ox is used as an example to us. Also, the ox was a beast of sacrifice. Now the ox was a strong animal. 
In fact, he was the tractor and the sedan of the families in that day. They used the ox to ride to market and they used the ox to plow their fields. I suppose he was rather a dirty animal in the sense that his crib needed to be cleaned out. And that was an unpleasant task because he was a big animal. Of course, the way to get rid of cleaning the crib was to get rid of the ox. That would give them a clean crib, but that would deprive them of the strength of the ox. This is a tremendous spiritual lesson for us. Sometimes we try to solve problems in the church and to try to clean up divisions in the church by throwing out the ox. Often there is a group or a clique in the church, busy as termites and with about the same result, who want to get rid of those people who insist on having Bible teaching in the church. They are going to clean the crib, they think, so they can throw out the ox. I believe this has happened to church after church in our country, on our continent. And after a while, it becomes evident that it was the ox who actually pulled the plow. They were the ones who contributed financially. They were the ones who sent out missionaries. They were the ones who paid the bills. So before one tries to do any cleaning, it is very important to find out who are the oxen in the Lord's work. A faithful witness does not lie. But a false witness will utter lies. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. Proverbs 14, verse 5. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. The Lord Jesus has been called the faithful and true witness. That is the kind of witness we ought to be. We hear a great deal today about being a witness for Christ. There are courses given on how to be a witness for Christ. Many of them, it is wonderful to take a course that will enable you to go out and ring the bells and tell the people about the Savior, the evangelism explosion and many other related courses. But remember, there are two kinds of witnesses, the faithful and the false. If you tell someone that Jesus saves and keeps and satisfies, are you telling the truth? You answer, of course it is the truth. Yes, the facts are true, but have you proven it to be true in your own life? Are you personally satisfied, saved and being kept by the Lord? Are you being a false witness? Fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is favor. Well, Jezebel is a prime example in the word of God of one who made a mock at sin. We are told to turn away from people who do that and have nothing to do with them. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. Proverbs 14 verse 10. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. Now every heart has some secret joy or sorrow that no one can share. No one. We may try to share it, but they do not understand. There are some things that we can share with others, and there are some things that we cannot share. 
In fact, that goes into the categories of the burden that we can only carry by ourselves. There are some burdens that we can share with others. There are some burdens that we just have to carry ourselves. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Proverbs 14 verse 12. Well, what may appear to be a shortcut to success may in fact be a highway to disaster. This is a verse which should be applied to the cults and the isms of our day. They sound so reasonable and so nice and so attractive. Some of them appeal to the flesh. They tell you that if you are a nice fellow and follow certain rules, you are going to make it. My friend, there is a way that seems right to a man. But notice the end of this proverb. But its end is the way of death. The end is eternal separation from God. How important is it to be in the right way, my friend? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. John 14 verse 6. So, my friend, the ways that may seem right in your own eyes, which may make you a little comfortable, if they are not God's ways, the end of it is death. And that is the way of jubilation, the way of no accountability, the way of relativity, the way of no absolutes. That seems right according to the norms of the society today. But know that the end of it is death. That is the way of making easy gains, taking what others have worked on and feasting upon the, the fruit of their labor, the way seems right to you, and you seem happy, but the end is death. And God will make sure that that promise is fulfilled. Here is Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15 to verse 18. The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of wicked intentions is hurted. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of wicked intentions is hurted. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Now, one mark of the fool is overconfidence about being able to avoid evil. It can't happen to me is his motto. And if it does, I can handle it. He boasts. But the Bible says he is tragically mistaken. Let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. The New Testament warns in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12. And Jesus told his disciples who insisted that they would never deny their Lord, even if it cost them their lives. He said, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
Matthew 26 verse 35 and verse 41 talks about these very things. You see, overconfidence about one's own moral and spiritual strength is perilous. It shows that one has no appreciation of the nature and the power of evil. If people such as Moses, Samson, David and Peter were tempted and they fell into sin, what chance do the rest of us have if we fail to respect sin's power? We should not be overconfident. For that reason, Proverbs counsels that we depart from evil, that we turn our backs on temptation and refuse to toy with sin. For one person, that might mean finding a new set of friends. For another, it might mean changing jobs. For someone, it may mean canceling a magazine subscription. Anything that gives you a proximity to sin or toys with sin, you must avoid. Whatever tempts you to sin, you are wise if you do whatever it takes to turn your back on it and turn toward righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. That is what Second Timothy 2 verse 22 admonishes us to. The poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. He who despises his neighbor's sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Proverbs 14, verse 20 and 21. Now, the word hated is best understood in the sense of unpopular with. Neighbor is a reference to any individual with whom a man has conduct. Now, these verses clearly indicate that one sins in despising or shunning any man on the basis of his status or position. The genuine believer in Christ is gracious and merciful. How do you feel towards those who can do nothing for you in return? Do you do something for them? That is called good neighborliness. In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. Proverbs 14, verse 23. Now, some people just talk. They don't do. People can almost be classified as either talking people or doing people. Which are you? Here this proverb says, In all labor there is a profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. My friend, be a doing person. The crown of the wise is their riches. But the foolishness of the fools is a folly. Proverbs 14 verse 24. You see, the riches are here not necessarily material riches. There are many people who are happy, who are rich. Not in the things of this life, but in those things that are spiritual, in those things that are eternal. And so that is important for us to see. A true witness delivers souls. But a deceitful witness speaks lies. Proverbs 14 verse 25. The Lord Jesus said it this way. If the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Matthew 15 verse 14. 
So if you are a true witness, my friend, deliver souls. Anyone who speaks for God must speak the truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Don't deceive people and speak lies, speaking other ways. He is the way. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Proverbs 14 verse 27. You see, to teach the fear of the Lord was the object of the Holy Spirit all the way through the book of Proverbs. And that is what he is doing. A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. Proverbs 14 verse 30. How true this is, my friend. Envy will not only rob you of your joy and fellowship with the Lord, but it will affect you physically. How many people have been affected physically because they envy other people's things? Proverbs chapter 14 verse 34. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Today, the nations of the world do not believe that righteousness exalts them, but history bears testimony to it. The pathway of history is strewn with wrecks, the debris and the ruins of nations that didn't follow this principle. Sin is a reproach to any people, but righteousness exalts a nation. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs, so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please write to the Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park 1620, South Africa. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for, and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me give you that address again. It's the Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park, 1620, South Africa.